Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, you're listening to the DPC podcast. The podcast where we talk about all things dead parent. The good. The bad. And of course. The banter. Hosted by Sam. And Kat. Thank you so much for listening. Happy bloody new year. Welcome to 2019. We hope you all had a fantastic Christmas and a phenomenal new year, whatever you did. We just hope that you are feeling fantastic, feeling refreshed, spent time with family, friends or whoever you love the most. Um, So we thought what better way to kick off the year than have a little bit of reflection looking back at some of our episodes from 2018 so if you are a regular listener you'll know that we at the end of every single episode ask our guests what advice would you give to someone who is in a similar situation as you so what we have done is compiled all those answers into one episode also quickly before we continue Catherine Hooker DPC's very own is on BBC Radio Nottingham this week on Wednesday the 2nd of January so today if you listen on the day that we release this um, at 9.30am which is probably going to be missed by the time this goes live however um, we will share the link to listen to it either on our Instagram or on the website or probably wherever we can on Twitter etc somebody from BBC Radio Nottingham read the article that was shared in the Newark Advertiser and contacted us and asked if we'd be willing to go and speak to them. So Catherine is going to be live for half an hour on the show doing her thing as she did previously on Radio Northwich. So I am super, super excited, but I'm so sad that I can't be there. Obviously, I mean, on the other side of the world. Also, thank you everyone for listening in 2018. Uh, it's been phenomenal for us. We started this in September, recorded our first podcast over a glass of wine, and within 24 hours we had a website podcast released, and we've been doing it every week since, except those that self-care week and Christmas. But, you know, what are you going to do? We absolutely love all the messages that we've received, and we just want to say a massive thank you to everybody for continuing to listen each week, for sharing it with your friends, strangers family it's phenomenal so thank you all so much but yeah on with the shoe so joining us today is sam jones pt also known as sjpt so so say hello sam hello guys you okay (laughs) (laughs) sam do you want to give us a brief introduction into who you are uh well who i am i'm a personal trainer 
and a nutritionist. But my the reason <laughs> I guess I'm sat here is because I am part of the DPC and I lost my mum 10 years ago to cancer. So obviously we know that it's been 10 years since your mum passed away and you're in a bit of a different position to both Sam and I because we're a little bit more recent. Yeah. Um, but what would you say to somebody now that's going through something similar to what you went through and do you think it gets easier as you get older? So you mean someone who was who literally their parents had just recently died? Yeah. Um, I could do another podcast on this. Um, <laughs> Try <and> <laughs> Yeah, consolidate it. So I basically, what I learned being young, especially as a male, I'd always say that, let yourself be emotional because I definitely wasn't. And that definitely brought on a lot of negative things in my life. But I know it's so cheesy. Time isn't a total healer, but time does allow you to process it. And, and it's always with you, but you kind of build your life around it. And there is no silver lining, but like I said to you early on in this, that what I do now is so massive. The way I think that the life I lead is defined from that one night on the 31st of March, 2008. Yeah. That it's simple as that. So obviously I'd have my mum back at the click of her fingers, but life, you reassess it and it, it gives you a harsh reality of life that then changes your perspective. So I think that's why I get on as well with some people who've lost parents is they have had that, moment early on that brutal moment where they're like oh my god I can't just go through life being unhappy I need to yeah. change it so yeah I guess I'd round up by saying grieve let yourself grieve it will be with you for the rest of your life but it will shape your life as well that was absolutely fantastic Beautiful. really good how do you think health and fitness benefits people that are, oh. that are grieving oh I can pre- mm, preach yeah. it <laughs> preach to the choir aren't you there? but no, look for me it began because I got colitis and, and, and uh, I looked at my nutrition. But now, obviously, after years of reading and helping people, I realise many people are in the gym for much deeper issues than just, I want to change my body shape. There's you know, a lot of mental issues there. So for me, I know how eating well and exercising affects my mental health as well as my physical health. Yeah. Um, and everything, sleep and everything. But, yeah, I, it's definitely been a massive part of my recovery. And, yeah. and that's how I view it. But I think... I also appreciate my health so much because obviously I'd see my mum die. Like, yeah. It's the only thing we've got yeah. that we have control and I, over. This is something I go in very deep on my clients on the fact that, you know, hell, you're going to die at some point in your life. You might as well eat well Try and balance it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like I've said, like this is the longest that I've stayed in in the gym for. Yeah. So forever. Yeah. So I don't think we've mentioned yet, but Sam Jones actually is cat's pt <laughs> yeah that's how we became friends <laughs> yeah. um and i think like i i suffer a lot with kind of like mental health issues and like depression has been something that i've struggled with for a long time but i found like when i started with sam and he got into my head about being more of a lifestyle than just me wanting to go to the gym to kind of look better it kind of helped me a lot kind of gives you a bit more motivation to go and do other things as well, gives me more energy and then obviously eating better and looking after myself and I think it just it just proves the fact that I'm still there like eight months later. Yeah. It's just testament to it. So moral of the story is if you're in the DPC, try and go to the gym. Yeah. Because... You know what? That's serious. You get control of your food. <laughs> if you feel like shit, yeah. try and go to the gym. Because yeah. I feel like for most people, yeah, maybe not everyone, or maybe if not even the gym, maybe just joining some sort of club like I've recently joined netball again and I'm absolutely loving it like doing exercise being outside meeting exactly. new people get outdoors you know yeah. when we go on our random hikes around Wales we come back so high good. on life don't we yeah. yeah and I think it's harder in this day and age people are very much always doing things indoors mm-hmm. like we're very indoorsy as a generation 
I know, like, of the friends that I know, hardly any of them actually like going out and just doing new stuff and meeting yeah. new people. Just so very much in, in their routine. <laughs> yeah, it's cold, but no. there are coats. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do think that that's a massive, yeah, massive help for anyone. Yeah. Joining us today, we have a very dear friend of mine, Chris Barnard. Chris, say hi. Hello. So, how are you affiliated to the club? Uh, I lost my dad in March 2017? 16? 2006. 2016, yeah. Was it 2016? No, it was 2017. 2017. It's been a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does it feel like a lot longer than that? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. It always feels miles away, anyway. Yeah, that was. It was just last March. Yeah. Um... What would you say to other people that have experienced something similar to you? I think there'd be a number of things I'd say, and it it depends on the person. 100%. That's the whole point of this podcast, to kind of show how everyone's different. Everyone is individual. Everyone has a different set of circumstances with family and with friends and where they're at and what they're doing and um, what they need. And I'd just say, like, obviously, it's okay you know, nobody ever tells you, well, they do tell you, they're like, oh, how are you, are you okay? But sometimes you just need, like, a hug and somebody to say, you're going to be all right. Yeah. It's just going to be a bit shit, but you're going to be all right. Yeah. You know, somebody who who matters to you and somebody who you look up to, um, if, you know, them doing that makes a whole lot of difference. Yeah, I totally agree. And... You know, being understanding that it is shit, it does feel shit, and you can feel shit. You know, you you're allowed to be like, this is this is the worst thing, um, and it is at the time, yeah. But it will get better, and I think that's the the key kind of message. I think that's really good coming from you, considering it's not been very long. So it's nice that you can say that. In the first kind of few weeks when it was pretty bad, I'd sit on my sofa in the evening and. I kind of wrote down what I had some questions to ask myself. Yeah, I remember you writing down how you were feeling, weren't you? Yeah, like what you know, what uh, I was trying to because um, there was a lot of negative negativity there, um, and there was a lot of obviously emotion there, and it was yeah. coming out in different ways and different anger and different frustrations about what was going on, and you know, like everything. It was kind of. I'm trying to do the masters and yeah, um, balance life. Yeah, it was it was all um, it was all pretty difficult. So what I wanted to do was make sure that I was remembering the positives. So one of the questions was, is like, tell me a like or tell a positive story about that or like a good memory about that. Yeah. So I'd sit there and think through the memories and think about what what I wanted to think about. Which gets the tears rolling anyway. (laughs) Yeah, or even just a nice a nice thought to kind of to, to link into. And then obviously yeah. you get sad. And then I think the, the question after that was, um, what would you do? You know, what, what advice would dad give you now? Yeah. You know, if he was here. Um, and that was quite nice in a way because I started to think about what, what it was that I wanted to do and or like what I needed to do to kind of get through it. Um, so I had all these different bits of stuff and I, I was then able to kind of track, not necessarily my I emotions. I feel like you were very proactive on this kind of journey, I feel like. Like a lot of people just kind of sit and kind of let the waves crash into them, whereas you were very 
proactive in the way that you kind of wanted to deal with it i'd it'd be the advice that i would give to somebody if if i knew that they'd lost their parent and say it's possibly a good idea to just write down i mean they do say write down your thoughts but yeah you know write down what it is that you want to ask yourself and those questions i love i love writing i think it's some of the best therapy like every single night before i go to bed mm-hmm. i will write down in my diary it's not like it's not like a dear diary today i did this but it's more like a today i felt like this yeah today this made me feel like that or sometimes i can be like today I have, i've had a good day and mm-hmm. i was really happy about this and i do that every night yeah and i find just writing it down in the evening getting it on paper somehow lifts something i think yeah it is like really really useful i think this week on Wednesday the 10th of October it is Mental Health Awareness Day. So Kat didn't actually know I was going to spring this on her before we got on the call today but I thought she'd be the perfect DPC guest to talk to us ahead of Mental Health Day for reasons which we'll hear about in the interview. So I'm very pleased to say she has agreed to be in the spotlight this week. Your mum passed away nearly three years ago from cancer. What advice would you give to someone who's either recently joined the DPC or about to join the DPC? I think the most important thing is that it's going to hurt and you have to let that hurt in. If It's definitely going to be one of the most painful things that you'll ever go through in your entire life. Like, it literally hurts, like, down to the core. But it's also hard to imagine at the time, but that hurt definitely does lessen as time goes on. And it's true what they say, like, time does heal. But also remember that that doesn't mean that you have to forget them either. I think, as we were saying earlier it's really important that you're you still feel like you can talk about your parent I think that's a really important aspect of healing you should never feel like that because that person's dead they didn't exist because they were a massive part of your life and I think to pretend that they were never there and they never played a part in your life is probably one of the most upsetting things so I would definitely say talk and talk about them as much as you can and as often as you can and even if you feel like your friend's even if you feel like talking about it makes your friends feel awkward or is a burden to them. I can probably account for most people's friends, especially mine, that that's not going to be the case and they're going to enjoy hearing about your parent because, as Sam said before, if you were going to talk about them when they're alive and the stories that you spoke about when they were alive, then why shouldn't you do it now just because they're not there anymore? I think that's definitely really important. Talking is definitely the best therapy and I would completely stand by that forever. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This week, we are joined by my wonderful friend, Beth Rendell. 
and say hi, Beth. Hey. I'm glad you said wonderful. That was a nice intro. I'll take that. That's good. I lost my mum in 20s. Didn't lose her. <laughs> Didn't like lose her in the supermarket. She died. Um, in, <laughs> in 2016. What would you say to other people that have experienced something similar? I would say definitely reach out. I mean, when mum did die, uh, the main thing that I see on television is the Macmillan stuff, where it's like, speak to someone, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I remember opening up on my laptop a Macmillan page. It must have been like a few days after she died. And I stared at it, and I opened up a chat with somebody, and I was looking at the screen, and I was like, nah, can't do it. And I, clo- I just kind of closed it off and thought, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. And I think even if it's not someone you know, I mean, I've explained how I am with, with strangers, but it probably would definitely help just to talk to anyone, especially someone that kind of knows what to say back in that kind of sense in the Macmillan thing. Um, but even like close friends and stuff, you just reach out to people. I mean, I again, it's a horrible thing. Of, I was so lucky to have Sam to kind of talk to. Um, but mm. yeah, I, what I would say is I, I, I never let my mum's death define my life. I just try and, I mean, I'm nearly three years down the line. I just, what I've tried to do now is just kind of, let this experience help me as best as I can because she's not here to, you know, advise me or push me or nag me. I just kind of have to think, what would mum say or what would mum want me to do? She would never want any of my close family to kind of wallow in self-pity and think, oh, she's dead, like my life's over. And there's, there's sure, there's times when you do think that. I mean, if I feel really, really upset, I get on my own. I open up David Bowie, which was her favourite music. I have a gin and tonic, which was one of her favourite drinks. I just sit and I drink and I cry. And I get all the tears out in one go. Because I hate crying in front of people. I'm a super ugly, ugly crier. No one wants to see it. And I was like, I don't want to cry in front of people. So I just get it all out. I have my moment. And then, you know, crack on. And if I want to talk about mum, I talk to people that know her. I mean, one of the best things that I found was a super comfort was not long after she died, one of my, it was my mum's cousin, but she's, she's like my auntie, um, sent me a wad of photos that I'd never seen before. And it was like ones of my mum when she was young. And there's one that's in the pack that I had a super emotional breakdown about. Kate was a bit mortified, bless her. Um, but it's a photo of my mum, my dad, my brother and me as a baby. And my brother is like a year and a half older than me. So he's like a toddler. And I have it next to my bed. And it's just, you know, people say, what would you grab in a fire? If you have something down, yeah. I'd get my dogs and Kate out, but I would want that photo because it's just, it feels like so important because yeah. there's no other like, oh, there's no other photo beautiful. like it. It's my, it's, we were happy and it's my family and stuff. So have, have things around you that bring you comfort, but also make you happy. Talk to people that can understand or that don't understand. Talk to people, get your emotions out and then have a massive mm-hmm. cry, have a breakdown, do it because you can't pull it because you'll combust and probably throw things at people in supermarkets so i love it or or drinks on people yeah that's probably what i would do really exciting episode today because we have our two best friends with us we're going to let them introduce themselves so we have amy and laura so if someone came to you now and said my friend's mom is just been diagnosed with cancer can you guys like, how, how, yeah um i would definitely say open up a conversation with them about it you don't have to do it all the time and obviously if when you open up that conversation it that person gets upset then you need to know to be careful about how you bring it up and how they're feeling and stuff but I think more often than not 
they'll actually appreciate you bringing it up and speaking to them about it because they probably are actually looking for someone to speak to about it but don't want to bring it up themselves. So I think bring it up and see if they do want to speak about it. And I mean, if they don't, then obviously that's fair enough. But sometimes you have to actually be the one to start the conversation, like as uncomfortable as that is. Um, and then other than that, just just try and support them in a way that you would a friend that's going through anything else. Because if obviously if you've not been through it, sometimes you don't know what to say and you don't know what to do. But the things that work with other friends that you might be supporting will probably also work like making a cup of tea for them yeah. and Nana's yeah. biscuits, yeah. Yes. Laura biscuits. <laughs> or like watching a film with them or just any any kind of support that you would offer to any other friends who are going through a bit of a shit time then even if you're not always talking about it and stuff that you at least acknowledge what they're going through um learn how to make a good brew yeah. <laughs> the power of the brew goes a long way uh-huh. This week, we are switching the roles around, and today I will be interviewing Sam. So, my dearest father died four years ago. What would you say to other people that have experienced something similar? Our friend, I don't know if she wants to be called out on the podcast, so I won't, but her dad passed away last last week, the week before, mm-hmm. and I was kind of one of the first people that she came to and the first thing I said to her was take time like make sure you take time for yourself like just like listen to yourself take yourself out of whatever situation you're in if you're at uni just take yourself home just have a bit of time to yourself go and like just lock yourself away and cry for a bit if you have to uh, I think that's really important don't just think so I and my mum was very much of the view like stay busy keep keep your mind off it I wouldn't, like, don't keep your mind off it forever. It's fine here and there, but at the end of the day, the more you think about it and the more you talk about it, the easier it then gets to talk about it and think about it. So definitely just take the time to process it. Speak about it with your family as early as possible because the longer you leave it, or with your friends, whatever, the longer you leave it, the harder it gets. It's very difficult for me and my sisters and stuff to talk about it because we, we never have, we haven't done previously. Whereas, um, I don't know if it would be the case if we just started speaking about it sooner, we might be more open to speak about it together. And also, don't, don't drink it away. Like, mm-hmm. you can have a little drink. So what used to happen was I'd go out and obviously when you have a couple of drinks, or I'd have a few drinks, I'd get to the cry stage. Yeah. But... What I then learned was that I could get past the crying stage and I won't cry anymore. And then I get to the blackout stage. Yeah. And what I would do then was just every night out, I wouldn't even give my chance give myself chance to get to the crying stage. I'd go straight to the blackout stage. Yeah. And it obviously just got more and more intense each time. Um so look, you need to cry, right? Just fucking cry. I still do it now. Like I was at work a few months ago now. Everyone was like, what are you going to do this weekend? I was like, I'm going to go lay horizontally and cry. Right. Surround yourself with good people. And if there are people that um, are being a bit shit, like just fucking don't have them in your life, make sure. Push for extensions at uni if you're at uni. Push to get time with counsellors if you can. This week's podcast is, I think, number nine. We have a special guest. Um, This is Breeder. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> My dad passed away in January of this year. What would you say to other people in um, the DPC? Obviously, like... Or that are just about yeah, to Yeah, I feel like it's just a never-ending process. And I know that sounds like it's a negative thing, like, oh, it's never-ending. But I just think it's so important to just take the time to heal 
and focus on the good memories and have your loved ones around you and just not to accept that pressure that you're going to bounce back and be okay because obviously people are people are lovely um and people are kind and you know people understand what you're going through but just kind of just listen to yourself and listen to your head and listen to your heart and I one thing that I always think you know it doesn't get better because at the end of the day like for most people losing a parent it's like you've lost the most important person you've lost the person that's brought you into the world um so I think it's that's just not going to get better but it does get easier and lastly talk about it like don't be afraid like one thing I thought was really weird was when I meet new people now and know when you're like forming a friendship with someone or you're having a conversation and they like mention parents or family and you kind of get that dreaded thing where you're like oh my god like they're gonna ask me and it's just like yeah if someone asks just be like yeah my my dad passed away um or you know my dad's no longer with us or it doesn't have to be like grief and death and darkness and it's all right like just speak about it and say what you're thinking and tell people how you're feeling because like they are the little moments that make you feel like things are going to be okay and make you feel just like a bit more human yeah so we have emma jones with us here today say hi emma hello thank you for having me my mum she was diagnosed with breast cancer she was 42 at the time it was in her lung liver and bones okay she was told that it was terminal but she didn't tell being honest the thing that's helped me more than anything was going to therapy I think everybody should have therapy. I say this all the time. Everybody at some point in their life should have therapy. And yet there is still seems to be a stigma attached to mm. it. That people think that you only go to therapy when you're in a really bad way. And yeah. also what's wrong with being in a really bad way and needing help. Everyone at some point in their life needs help. Yeah. But what I would say is don't let yourself reach rock bottom before you get it. It helped me in so many ways. Accept that it's okay that I lost a parent. Yeah. young because life doesn't stop that use that for the good and I can help other people yeah. so now I like to think that they can come and talk to me and I feel like that gives me comfort yeah. and that therapist it's showed me it's hard to see that isn't it at first you think that there's any bad things and thank god I did go and get that help because honestly I just therapy 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 mm-hmm. helped me more than anything death does weird things it can make you angry until you know, you can be angry all you like. Not know where to place your anger. Or... Yeah, and actually what it should teach you more than anything is forgiveness. Mm. Because life is too short to hold grudges. Yeah. And it is so precious. And and people might not always behave in a way you agree with, but that's them. Yeah. And kind of like, we don't know people's full stories. So it's like... Don't judge people. Don't judge people. That's it. Yeah, do not judge people because everyone is dealing with some kind of battle. Everyone who, you know, grief is universal. Everyone deals with it at some point. And not everyone's going to deal with it in the same way. And that's okay. Yeah. It really, really, you know... There is such such a massive variety of the ways you can deal with it. Like some people go out and get absolutely hammered and don't don't deal with it for years and years and years and years. Yeah. Some people people, become recluses. Yeah. Some people throw themselves into something. Some yeah. people cry every day. Yeah. And any way is okay. As long as it's not hurting you, as long as it's not damaging your health, yeah. you know, it, it, it's okay. So today, 
we have with us my dear cousin, Chris. Chris, say hello. Hello, and thank you for having me. So it was my father, um, Kat's uncle. So it was 2010, and it was almost kind of a two-stage finding out. Um, I found out that he'd passed whilst I was still at university, Mm. and when I came home for summer, I then found out he had committed suicide. What would you say to other people? I think people that have particularly been in your situation, because yours is very different from our kind of standard... Um, what do you say to anybody else that's gone through what you have or might do in the future? Because obviously with stuff like that, it's so not preemptive at all, is it? So some wise words. I think the wisest words I can probably give is never lose sight of yourself. Mm. You know, use use the situation to your advantage. It will give you passion. It will give you... It will give you a lot of energy. And whether you turn that as anger, you know, it will be anger probably for the first period of it, or you know, the first few months, the first year, the first couple of years. But eventually that anger will turn into something good. And I think it's about just working, thinking about how you can take that energy and turn it into something worthwhile, you know, and really put it into something to change your life, really. You know, whether that is saying, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go to 20 countries around the world. Mm. Or I'm going to put my head down into my career and I'm going to do something fantastic. Or, do you know what, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. Because I want to put all my I want to put all my thoughts and feelings on paper. I'm going to write a book and I'm going to try to get published, you know. These things, whether it's suicide or whatever, are set to challenge us. They're not the end of us. No, They're, I love that. They are something that... Say that again. These things are sent to challenge us, not end us. Yes. Love yes, Chris. That was yeah. a wonderful. I, I can see that as a sound snippet right now. Oh, I try. So I try. I try. I try. <laughs> but yeah, so, and it's about, it's not about the situation. It's about where you go from after the situation. Fantastic. Yeah. How's that? How's that for an ending? That was a fantastic. I bloody love that. So today we have another family-orientated episode. Sam is lucky enough to come from a family of three sisters. There is Sam, Penny and Toby. And today we have the pleasure of having Toby on the show all the way from Newark. Say hi, folks. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Dad died nearly four years ago uh, from throat cancer. Uh, I was 17. What would you say to other people that have gone through something similar? Oh, um, just, I don't know, like, everyone handles things differently, so don't feel, like, don't feel pressured to handle it a certain way just because someone else deals with something one way. Like, like, you got to do you, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah. And like, if one, if you like find it easier to, if you talk about it, talk about it. If you don't talk about it, don't talk about it. But you just gotta find what works for you. And it won't, it won't happen straight away. Like, it's like obviously with Sam, that didn't happen straight away. She was, she was a mess. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, she threw shoes at people. Like, <laughs> don't don't throw shoes at people. That's not cool. 
<laughs> they are some don't focus at people. <laughs> That's some really valuable information to take with you, everybody. Do not focus at people. If you take one thing from this podcast, make sure it's that. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved, please do contact us. We're on Instagram. It's at DPC Podcast. You can email us on dpcpodcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website. More information about dealing with grief, losing a parent and professionals to contact if you should need it. Because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting shit. (laughs) If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. See See you you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.